0: Episode 142 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Ronnie Leonard is president and CEO of Balco Incorporated. It's a manufacturer of construction products that was founded in 1957. Ronnie's here for a couple of reasons. One, so we can get to know her a little bit better and two to talk about the upcoming Mentoring Monday event. Ronnie has agreed to serve once again as a mentor. We'll talk in a moment. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. It is Valentine's Day, so our cover story focuses on Wichita's power couples, the husbands and wives that work together every day, then see each other every night. There are more than you think. And they have some interesting stories about how they deal with that couple's dynamic, page 16. Also check out this week's special report on technology and cybersecurity, page 12. This week we spent 10 minutes with Justin White. He's a former Shocker basketball player and a bank loan officer. He also worked at United Methodist Youth Bill and led the Wichita Boys and Girls Clubs, page 27. This week's list, the Wichita area's engineering firms, page 6. Part of our mission is to help you grow your business. So each week we offer business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week, it begins on page 24. Back to talk with Ronnie Leonard after this. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Welcome, Ronnie. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: Bill. (laughs) Really appreciate it. I know you're very busy, so thank you. I appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm going to ask you about your background in a minute, but I want to let everyone know some things that you probably won't talk about yourself. Ronnie received a WBJ Women in Business Award in 2013. She's now in the Women in Business Hall of Fame, joining just last year. There aren't a lot of women who are leading companies in Wichita. There should be more. Ronnie is on that list, president and CEO at Balco since 2012. She was CFO for 17 years before that. Under her leadership, Balco has been honored at our innovation awards. The company's work is part of the African-American Museum at the Smithsonian. The company won a presidential award for export growth. And Balco has been named a small business of the year. Lots of good stuff there. Lots of hard work on here, folks.
1: Yeah. With a great team.
0: You've had some nice achievements at Balco. Uh, to what do you attribute that? You um, just said your team, probably.
1: Yes, I think, evidently, yeah. I mean, I think obviously that is uh, how we succeed. Is uh is the team that we have in place, and the one thing that I always try to. Um, Import to our to all of our employees is just how important everyone is everyone's role It's not just me because I'm the CEO because if the guy who's shipping the material doesn't do it, right? Um, it's going to come back, and then that's going to cost us, and it's going to cost us possibly not only money but a customer. And so everyone has a part to play, and everyone is important in
0: that regard. Do you have a lot of people at Balco who have been there for a long time? We
1: do. We have a lot of people uh, with a lot of tenure. I think right now our longest-term employee is 38 years. Wow. And, uh, I'm, I'm in the top five. I've, I've been there 24 years. Right. So, um, anyway, so I finally made the top five and after you're there <laughs> 10 years, you get a parking spot. Uh, nice. uh, yes. And so there's always a big, you know, <laughs> people are quick to tell us when they've reached that 10 year milestone right. because they want their designated parking spot. So
0: where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up here in Wichita. Um, I'm one of 11 children and I was the first, uh, child to go to college. Uh, my parents still had nine kids at home and, uh, I remember showing up at Wichita State, you know, not like I did with my with my kids, you know, where you walk them through and right. you're there on orientation. I just showed up and stood in a line and said, I want to go to college and just figured it out. And so um, anyway, so it, it's turned out okay, I think. Where
0: did you fall on the 11?
1: I am number two. You're two of, of 11. 11. And my sister and I, my older sister and I, are nine months, one week, and three days apart. So I was born in August. She was born in October. So We kind of call uh, that Irish twins yes, sometimes. Yes, they do. And uh, when it came time to go to school, my mom was like, okay, I can get two of you out of here, you're gone. So, <laughs> Is that right? Uh, so we were in the same grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How funny. So, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. But, it, you know, I'm very blessed. I've got a wonderful, uh, large family. Nine of us still live here. Two, two worked for HCA Wesley and both got transferred, one to Colorado, one to Uh, Dallas so anyway but yeah but it's a great place to live and to raise a family
0: what did your folks do did your mom stay at home raising you know my
1: mom yeah pretty much she was a bus driver uh, because you could take your kids with you on school bus and uh, my dad was an over-the-road truck driver oh really Um, yeah yeah he did that for 30 years it was a job he hated but it paid well and, uh, you know, when you have that many children, you know, it's yeah. kind of important to uh, have money coming in. And then he retired from that and became a sexton at the uh, Catholic Cemetery. In other words, he was in charge of, he was like the cemetery manager. Right. And uh, we lost him about uh, 10 years ago. I'm so, sorry. No, appreciate that.
0: That's so. tough when you lose your dad. I lost my dad too. Uh,
1: yeah, his birthday is on Valentine's Day. No so, kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, anyway, well, so we always celebrate it.
0: You bet. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, your first job, what was your first job? Not, not just one in your career, but your very first job. My
1: very first job, I was 11 years old and I worked at a Dairy Queen and, uh, at 11. (laughs) 11, Yeah. Um, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And so if anything that we wanted, like if we wanted, you know, new shoes or anything like that, we just had to earn money to pay for them. And, uh, so, I had an aunt that worked at a Dairy Queen, and they would let us come in and we, you know, for like $2 an hour, and it was cash, and they would let us just like take out the trash and clean. And so, I've been working since I was 11 years old.
0: I grew up in an Irish Catholic neighborhood up in Kansas City. My neighbors, the Maher's, had nine kids, the Browns had eight, the Partridges had nine, the Rusnecks had five. So, we had a, big families all the way around. I was pretty much an only child. I had two older brothers uh, who were out of the house by the time I was eight years old. Um, you, What did you learn from growing up in a family of 11 kids? That's, that's a little different from my upbringing as right. basically an only child.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because I have four children, and, and I always tell them, you know, and, and they're great kids, you know, um, again, I'm very blessed. I've got great kids uh, with big hearts and, uh, but I always tell them, you know, you can't appreciate what it is to do without. And we joke around. I mean, like when I grew up, we did not have gloves, you know, on a snowy day, like today right. we had an unmated socks basket. <laughs> and that's what you did is you went to the unmated socks basket. If you wanted to play in the, in the snow. Now, he obviously didn't want to wear unmated socks to school, right. right? And we walked to school, um, so you just your hands froze, <laughs> and you know, and so you know things like that, right. uh, just things that they don't appreciate. I mean, our children very fortunate, you know, they uh, had college paid for. We did not. I worked right. three jobs in college, um, and. And uh, just working to make ends meet. I moved out when I was 18. Like I said, there were nine more kids at home. I could not get out fast enough. Uh, Just because no privacy, things like that. Sure, sure. So it's just things that growing up in a a large family, you learn to make do. You learn to uh, be thankful for the small things. I remember my mom, uh, on rare occasions, we'd get to make banana splits. And that would be, oh my gosh, that would just be... (laughs) You know, a huge deal, or or you know, the days that we didn't have to eat liver for dinner. It was just, and that's the other thing I tell my kids. I'm like, really, you you haven't eaten liver in the door if you were having liver. My dad hated it, so whenever my dad was gone, she would make liver or cow heart. (laughs) I was like, oh, I know I might be offending all of those (laughs) beef eaters out there, but yeah, not. It's not quite the same as a filet
0: mignon. So, Wichita State.
1: Yes, I graduated from Wichita State. Uh, I uh, joined a sorority. Uh, when I was at WSU, and um, one of the alumni happened to um, ask if I wanted to do part-time tax, and she worked, you know, it's with at with Baird Kurtz and Dobson, and okay. I thought, well, okay, yeah, I can do that. I was majoring in accounting, not because I loved it, uh, I wanted to graduate with a skill, and so I picked it, and I stuck with it, and uh, anyway, and so after I did part-time tax, I was graduating, and they said do you want to come work for us full-time? And so I was like, sure. So I didn't have to interview, so no pressure there. And I so I started out at BKD and worked there for five years and then went to work as a controller up at National Plastics up in Valley Center. That was one of my clients. Worked there for five years, and then I've been at BALCO ever since.
0: 17 years again as CFO, and then in 2012 you became CEO and president. Correct. Did you feel like did you feel like your voice was heard when you were i'm sure you had the experience like many women executives do a lot of times you're the only woman at the table did you feel like your voice was heard
1: i did when uh, especially my cfo role it was more of a even though uh you know you might think it was an accounting role Mm -hmm. it was more operations management i did everything from inventory to talking to bankers to legal teams to hr uh, being out on the shop floor working with uh, safety with our production employees literally counting inventory cleaning up Um, so i wore a lot of different hats and i had a really good understanding of the workings both internally and externally of the operations Um, and when our ceo retired. They asked me if I would be interested in the position and I said, "Mm, no, I'm okay. You know, I'm good where I am. I'm comfortable. (laughs) You know, being an accountant, I I was a little bit risk averse and I always felt like the people in positions, you know, CEO positions that, oh, they must really know a lot and be a lot smarter than I am. And uh, I remember coming home and telling my husband, yeah, they asked me if I wanted the position. I told him no. And he's like, what? (laughs) My, My husband's a local attorney here in town and... Who's like? Well, you do it already. You know why would you turn it down? And I was like, well, you know, it's a big responsibility having the livelihoods of eighty people on your shoulders. Right. And um, so they conducted the search for the replacement. Couldn't find anyone willing to move to Wichita. They came back, asked me again if I would take it. And uh, and really, you know, hearing my husband uh, convince me that I could do it, but also my fellow coworkers say, you know. You can do it. We'll stand behind you. You know, you don't have to do this alone. And uh, that's really what convinced me that I could do it. And so, you know, so here we are in 2020, and I haven't sunk the ship yet. So (laughs) that's a good thing. And uh, and as I said, you know, we've just got a great team. What was
0: that first year like?
1: um, You know, I actually kept doing the CFO and the CEO position wow. at the same time because um, I thought, oh, well, that's my comfort zone. And so I just kind of stayed uh, in that role. And so it was a little overwhelming doing both sides. Right. Um, but eventually um, it uh, I d- determined that we needed to get someone else on board because you can only work in the business so long and not work on the business, right. and there's going to be a problem. Right. So. Um, so i got a great controller and she's just wonderful and just really, you know, the great thing is, is I can help, I can still help her in some capacities if, if need be during crunch times. But other than that, you know, it gives me the opportunity to work on other things for the company. I would
0: assume your leadership style has evolved through the years. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, I've always been kind of a behind-the-scenes person, um, and, but I think, you know, they always say, oh, what's your leadership style, and and so you do your research, and I think definitely a servant leader. I, I don't like to, you know, sit back and delegate. I'd rather roll up my sleeves and get out and uh, be hands-on and, and uh, help our team get to where we need to go, and Um, and I think really, I think that that is something that they appreciate. Um, I really, I don't like to micromanage, um, you know, but if people need help, you know, I'll help in whatever capacity I can and. And like a, the matter of fact, our receptionist stepped away from the front desk the other day, and all of her backups were gone. And so I, the phones <laughs> ring and I'm like, okay. So, so so I'm like, you know, good afternoon, Polko, and they wanted to speak with someone. I'm like, well, hang on just a second. I'm not really sure how to transfer this. Um, but let me put you on the hold. So anyway, sometimes you just sometimes jump yeah in yeah there. I mean and so I mean that the person on the other end was very you know kind and very considerate so very patient which was which was good.
0: It sounded like you established a lot of credibility in your time as CFO before you got to CEO.
1: Right, they uh, know that I can pinch a penny pretty right. pretty hard. Right. So um, and you know and when you've got people and we have an ESOP and we have a bonus plan and when you have people who believe that the leader is not wasting money and is making the necessary decisions to for the viability of the company, then you get a lot more buy-in, I think. And uh, so and that makes things so much easier when you have your team behind you and go, okay, I'm not sh- quite sure I understand why we're doing this, but if you say this is what we need to do, then okay, right? We'll, we'll go with you.
0: You alluded to this a second ago, but I want to ask you more about it in your Women in Business Profile. You talked about realizing that you didn't have to know everything to be in the CEO chair. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that's something that, and especially maybe being a woman, I think we all feel like we do need to know all right. of that. Well, we do need to know everything or probably be more prepared uh, than others in certain roles. And, um, but I did come to the realization I'm never going to be, I I was not a good girl scout cookie seller (laughs) Uh, being told, no, you know, was just crushing. Um, so I'm not going to be out, you know, peddling, um, you know, our products or anything, but I can sell the company. I can sell our people. I can sell our services because I'm very proud and I believe in what we do. Uh, but you know, it's important to have the people that are out there, uh, you know, on our team willing to knock on the doors and see, you know, find new customers and buy new markets and, you know, and that's how we're going to grow. And, uh, so figuring out that I didn't have to be the salesperson and that I didn't have to be, you know, uh, know how to drive a forklift or anything like that. I mean, that was one of the things that, you know, once I came to that resolution, then, it's been it's been great since it came
0: to the realization you can hire really smart people to be around you and that serves you well. They
1: make me look good, yeah. right? And that's what I always tell them, you know, when we we last year we had a record year in both profits and and sales and so, you know, when we had our we had a big celebration for our team and I'm like, you know, thanks for making me look good when I show up at the board <laughs> meetings, guys, you know, because we all do it together sure. and and uh, and it's so much you know, it's amazing how much you can accomplish with a a team that is all pulling in the same direction.
0: What's next for Balco?
1: Well, you know, it is continue, we're continuing to grow, we're continuing to uh, explore new markets in uh, internationally, Uh, the construction market is really continuing to stay very uh, robust, which is good. Um, We're not in the residential housing market we're in the commercial construction market and for us our stuff goes in at the end of a project so we typically have a little bit more um, visibility of kind of what's down the road and um, anyway so at this point though everything's looking really good
0: customers all over the world obviously you got that export award uh, not just in the Wichita area obviously you've got customers all over the United States as well
1: yes we do you know we do a lot of uh, is just a, um, you know, we're a small town company. Um, like you said, we started in 1957. People walk over our things all the time, but maybe what some people don't know is, uh, we've got material in, um, you know, like the African American museum in, right. uh, the, um, um, the LAX airport. Mm. Uh we're doing we did Raiders stadium uh, out in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've done a lot of work over in uh the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and Bahrain and uh Panama and um you know, we've got a big project going on in Chile and so there are things and a lot of business in New Zealand and uh and so there are a lot of things that people don't quite realize that, right. you know, it's, we're not just exporting aircraft from Wichita, we're, right. a, we're actually exporting other products that go into buildings that make buildings safer, and, uh, and the BALCO uh, uh, team is part of that.
0: I'll, I'll fill people in about Mentoring Monday. Uh, you have participated in the past, You'll again, on February 24th. How would you describe Mentoring Monday?
1: You know, I think it's a great opportunity uh, for women to come and just ask questions without, uh, you know. One thing I always tell you know our people, and you know both at Balco, and I tell my kids the same thing. There's no no such thing as a dumb question. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all didn't wake up knowing right. everything, and so it's. I just think it's a great opportunity to meet some of our local business leaders, and also to ask some of the questions that maybe you might be a little, uh, you know, afraid to ask, you know, of either your leader at work, but, um, you know, I, I welcome that. And I, I think it's just a great opportunity. I think that we're seeing a lot of change in the uh, labor market for women. And I think there's a lot of opportunities, uh, out there and you're uh, optimistic. I'm very optimistic. I, you know, I've got three daughters and, um, (laughs) and, um, you know, and it's important that, you know, the diversity is there because I think when you have diversity of all kinds that you become a better company, uh, you just get a lot more, pers- uh, different perspectives, different views. And, uh, you know, if we all thought the same, then we'd all be the same. Right. And, uh, I think it's important to give, uh, people, you know, women, men, um, Hispanic, you know, African-American, Caucasian, just give everyone an opportunity to be at the table and to participate and to share share their views and have a voice.
0: You've done this several times. What do you get out of Mentoring Monday?
1: Oh, you know, it really kind of uh, rejuvenates me uh, to a, a certain degree, just... Uh, meeting all of these young professional women and finding out what they're doing some of them oh my gosh they're just so brave and and entrepreneurs and and it's just amazing how much talent we have here in Wichita and that is another thing you know I I'm a born and raised here in Wichita Mm -hmm. I I want people to live in Wichita I think it's a great work-life balance community um and you know, I think you know the more talent we can get to stay here, the better off that our entire community is going to be.
0: Hopefully, Mentoring Monday helps out with that too, and
1: uh, letting definitely. women
0: get a, get networking with women and and uh, see what the future could be for them here right. in Wichita. Um, tell us about the fairy godmothers.
1: Oh, the fairy godmothers. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's those are my my peeps, I guess. Um, no, the fairy godmothers, I, uh, I started out on a community board out at Wichita State for the women's studies department. And, uh, eventually that community board dissolved, but a number of the women on the board, we were like, well, you know, we kind of all like getting together. So let's kind of keep this up. And, uh, one of our members, uh, had an affiliation out at Wichita State. And so we thought, well, what if we start a scholarship for women? And, uh, so we said, okay, so what we do is we meet at a local watering hole uh, once a month and we all you know, we always get, you know, the the happy hour, so we save right. money. But uh, we all chip <laughs> There's in that CFO t- yes, coming yes, out in you. But we all chip in twenty to twenty bucks and whatever's left over after we pay the tab goes to our scholarship oh, fund out at WSU. And what we try to do is uh, You know, not everyone, you know, having worked three jobs and put myself through school, I know what it's like to have to make ends meet and uh, pay the rent and pay your car and pay your school tuition and books. And, um, and, um, so we have purposely selected, um, students from Wichita State who don't meet like maybe the 4.0 criteria. I think we have a 2.75, uh, minimum and, um, Uh, grade point average and then it's it's you know women who are they might be the first generation to attend college they um, you know we had a a young lady who had lost um, uh, her twin to a drunk driver and so she ended up losing her scholarship just because she was so devastated. And so she comes back and, you know, it wasn't because she wasn't smart. She just circumstances, you know, she got dealt a bad hand. And so that was one of the things that one of our scholarship recipients was able uh, to get um, those uh, resources. And, you know, I think it's, it's good and we have fun and it's a great group. And, and we've been going strong for, oh my gosh, 13 years, I think. Yeah. So it's been a while.
0: That's neat. It's a neat mission. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also congratulations on all your success, and thank you once again for being part of Mentoring Monday. If you're wanting more information about Mentoring Monday, go to wichitabusinessjournal.com, click on events, and it's on the list right there. You can get more information and you can register for the event. Ronnie Leonard, President and CEO of Balco Incorporated. Thank you. Appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it.
0: Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank. Stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 142. Ronnie Leonard, thank you very much again. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.